some DuPont analysis. This is a way of taking a company's return on assets and decomposing it to gain a better understanding of what's driving the company's performance. Decomposing ROA. Sounds pretty strong, huh? If you have access to a computer, I'm going to take my examples from Reuters.com today. If you aren't near a computer, that's no problem. I'll tell you what you need to know, and you can try it out on your own later. So here we go. It's time for some DuPont analysis. Have you ever looked at a company's return on assets ratio, read the number, and wondered if that was good news or bad news for the company? Say ROA equals 5%. Do I laugh? Cry? Yawn? If you've ever been in this situation, then DuPont analysis might be a useful tool for you. The method is named after the international chemical company, DuPont, because it was developed by one of their employees years ago. DuPont analysis is a useful method for analyzing the profitability of a company because it takes return on assets and breaks it into two other ratios which focus on factors that might either improve or frustrate a company's profitability. Let's start with a basic DuPont analysis. It all begins with return on assets, or ROA. ROA is equal to net income divided by total assets. Now, DuPont analysis says that the ROA should equal the company's profit margin multiplied by their total asset turnover. If you have a piece of paper, it might be helpful to write this down. ROA equals profit margin times total asset turnover. The reason that this equation is true is because profit margin equals net income divided by sales. Total asset turnover equals sales divided by total assets. So when we multiply the profit margin by total asset turnover, we are really multiplying net income over sales by sales over total assets. Sales is in the numerator and the denominator, so it cancels out, leaving us with net income over total assets. And that's ROA. Now, I know that some of you are thinking, Stuart, why would I do this? It's like going from Abilene to Houston by way of Paducah. I end up at the same place, but one is a much longer journey. So here's the benefit of DuPont analysis. If we see our ROA change, DuPont analysis allows us to gain a better understanding of why it changed. It says that ROA is a function of our profit margin and total asset turnover. So one thing that would cause ROA to increase is an increase in the profit margin. That's net income divided by sales, right? 
Profit margin looks at each dollar of sales that we generate and indicates what portion of each dollar we were able to convert into profit or net income. Here's a visual for you. Every time we drop a dollar into the top of the income statement, the profit margin tells us how many pennies slide all the way to the bottom line. Profit margin measures how well our company does at turning sales into profits. Recently, Microsoft Corporation had a profit margin of 28%, while Walmart had a profit margin of about 3.5%. So for each dollar of sales that Microsoft generates, they hold on to 28 cents, which they convert to profit. Walmart earns about 3.5 cents of profit for each dollar of sales they generate. It's not uncommon to see vastly different profit margins when comparing companies in very different industries like Microsoft and Walmart. Maybe I can talk more about that on another day. Total asset turnover measures something else altogether. It is equal to sales divided by total assets. So it measures how well we are using the assets under our control to generate sales dollars. If we can generate sales with a relatively small investment in assets, total asset turnover will increase and so will ROA. Furthermore, we might have a great profit margin, but if we don't use our assets to generate sales, then our results aren't going to be very impressive. Let's work through a basic DuPont analysis. Given my recent experience with airlines, I'm going to take a cue from my Uncle Philip and keep it on the ground this week. Let's compare Toyota Motors and General Motors. Any predictions on how this one's going to come out? Well, according to Reuters.com, Toyota has a return on assets of about 5%. General Motors has ROA of negative 0.66%. So immediately, I know that Toyota generates five cents of sales for each dollar of assets on their books, while General Motors loses two-thirds of a penny for each dollar of assets on their books. Now, using DuPont analysis, we can learn more about what is driving this difference. Toyota's ROA of 5% can be decomposed into a profit margin of 6.27% and total asset turnover of 0.8%. Those are also taken from Reuters. Compare that to GM with a net profit margin of negative 1% and total asset turnover of 0.63. This allows me a deeper understanding of the difference in ROA between Toyota and General Motors. Toyota converts each dollar of sales into about six cents of profit. GM has been losing a penny for each dollar of sales they generate you might say that GM is spending a dollar and a penny for each dollar of sales they generate. This reflects the difficulty GM has experienced in controlling their costs in recent years. Toyota, on the other hand, has gained a reputation for aggressive and effective cost reduction. This has allowed them to be profitable in an industry where a lot of companies are losing money. Toyota wins the cost battle, but that's not all. Toyota's total asset turnover of 0.8 is greater than that of GM at 0.63. This means that GM is generating 63 cents of sales for every dollar of assets on their books, 
while Toyota is generating 80 cents of sales for each dollar of assets on their books. So, relative to General Motors, Toyota has generated sales more efficiently and then done a better job holding on to a greater percentage of those sales dollars as they make the trip down the income statement. That results in higher ROA for Toyota and it is probably one of the reasons that Toyota's stock price is up almost 150% over the last five years, while General Motors' stock price has declined by half. It also clearly illustrates what GM has to do if they want to compete more effectively with Toyota. They have to get costs under control and then focus on using the assets at their disposal to generate sales more efficiently. DuPont analysis is a nice tool for gaining a better understanding about what is driving a company's return on assets. You can compare two competitors like we did today or you can compare your company with itself over time to see which direction things are headed. You can even use DuPont analysis to compare your company to an industry average ROA, profit margin, and total asset turnover if you feel like that's appropriate. Well, it's time to call it. One more thing about DuPont analysis. There is another version of this method known as extended DuPont analysis. It focuses on return on equity instead of return on assets, and it helps develop the picture even further. In a future episode, I'll take what we learned today and build on it for some extended DuPont analysis. So this is like my very first cliffhanger episode of Stulinium Radio. It's likely to be bigger than Who Shot JR. Hey, I appreciate you tuning in today. If you have any questions, requests, or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to me at stulinium at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you soon. Until next time, Jonathan Stewart, Stulinium Radio. Toyota's total asset turnover, Toyota's total asset turnover, Toyota's total asset turnover.